Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. You're listening to Freedom Forum Radio. We pick up right now where we left off last week with Dr. Adi Christ. There are two two physicians who uh, were very, very much involved in uh, Obamacare, Dr. Peter Singer uh, and Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel is Rahm Emanuel's brother. Right. And he wrote a book called The Complete Lives System. And in that book, he outlines the fact that people have a usefulness to the government roughly between the age of 15 and, say, 55 or 60. And in that time period of life, That's when you get the maximum number of services. Before the age of 18, you haven't been educated enough. Certainly below the age of five, you have no real value to society. And then after the age of 55 or 60, you have no value. And so his whole concept of the complete life system was to allocate uh, services, allocate medical goods and services only to those People, the group of people in that middle age from, say, 18 to 45, they get the maximum number of services and all the care they need. Everyone else gets nothing. Dr. Right. Peter Singer uh, wrote a book uh, called Should the Baby Live? And in that book, he advocated post-birth abortion, which, in other words, the infanticide, up to age five weeks. So that he his belief in that book was that a parents could decide within the first five weeks of life whether the child was worth keeping or not, and if it was not, the child's life would be terminated. Uh, to me, that is that is worse than reprehensible, worse than disgusting. As a physician who has spent his life taking care of all people, because right. every every breathing every breathing person is a child of god and uh the, you need to treat each life as sacred as god intended it to be now these two people uh really influenced obamacare because they're the ones whose whose programs were pretty much uh followed in in writing the law and so you're well, right. And they find their, you know, if you go back, they find their root also in books like Mein Kampf and so on. It's, you know, and there are other books, uh, too numerous to mention, that espouse that kind of, you know, thinking. And But if you go back, that is satanic thinking. That is, you know, they have, um, it's the same thing as the people in Peru, 
you know, uh, throwing their little babies into the volcanoes or the Jews, you know, doing the same thing sort of with, with uh, you know, to Molech. And, and so that idea has been part of Satan's way of controlling um, the people. The people, we are in his way. And so whatever, you know, we can do, uh, especially, you know, believing people, whatever he can do to get rid of us, that, that's what he wants to do. And um, so it just passes on. It just seems like it, you know, humans just, uh, every uh, generation or so, think they have a new idea, and it's still an old idea that he just um, keeps turning over. You know, so we need to know that um, the only thing that we can count on is God. And even then, we have to make sure that we go by the Bible and not what certain groups or government entities and so on will tell us, because that is what happened with with the church and with Hitler. You know, they would, they uh, like I said earlier, they thought they would have a, you know, good... Uh, uh, document to base the things on or to give the, you know, to give in and compromise. You know, there's a word that we hear a lot nowadays. And uh, that was just taken advantage of. But when you read just the document, you think, well, that's not too bad. You know, but there were pastors that, that were, um, you know, part of uh, the Jewish prosecution, uh, persecution. They just didn't call it that. You know, but they have the word so twisted that, you know, if you read it now and you look at it, if you have any um, knowledge of the Bible, you know, at all, uh, you can see how atheistic and, and how pagan their ideas really are. And you wonder, where do they come by, you know, this type of thinking? Why doesn't it do, you know, die out? And it just, you know, it just never dies out. The seed is, you know, of hate for the Jews is always there, and then it stirs, it's stirred up. You have it now in the neo-Nazis where they come and they stir it. And, uh, you know, so it's just, and, and how can anybody, you know, that it lives nowadays say that Hitler was right? You know, but 60 years after his death, you know, there's still people think that, that he's the greatest thing that ever came along, and they love his ideas. You know, and it just does not make any sense either. I mean, even if, if to me, this, if you're living a human, you should care, you know, about preserving life and and uh, being uh, um, humanitarian, for lack of a better word, but just being Christ-like, you know, and not go after these people. But there's a certain, uh, you know, a certain group of people that that uh, Satan always stirs on, or he has his people that stirs them on, and they are not limited to any race, any color, or, but you know, he just needs people that will uh, take his, the bait that he puts out there. And, and nowadays you find a lot, oh, it's not me, it's them. I didn't do anything, it's their fault. And that still, you know, is, uh, when you read the books, uh, um, about the Second World War, any history of, of the Jews, that that is something that certain people just seem to have an um, idea that that is still true, that, you know, whether it's economic or medical or what at all, it's the Jews, even if they, you know, they had nothing to do with it. But this this belief of uh, the, of, of, uh, the, the um, uh, 
audience to believe what these people tell, it's just above comprehension that they will buy into that. But they are. And so anti-Semitism is, is still in force and, and uh, still active here in America, and, and it goes also to some, you know, to some other uh, uh, different colored people. It doesn't matter where it's from, whether it's the Japanese and so on. They just assign certain um, ideas to them, and then people just jump on it. You know, oh, you're the pro- you're the reason for my problems. Well, I'll take you know, I'll take care of that. I'll cause you problems. They do that to Christians. You know, they burn the churches. So um, it's just it's the condition that the human has always had, and history is circular. You can go back to the Bible and see where that happened with the Hebrews. Uh, even when Moses came down from the mountain and said, you know, God wants to talk to you, they said, oh, no, 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 you go talk to him. We don't want to ha- hear what he has to say, you know. And that idea is still around today, and by not listening to God, they come up with their own wild imagination that is instigated by Satan. So we just need to really be careful that we don't, you know, follow weird ideas, even if they come from what uh, from an organization that is calling themselves you know christian i mean who would think that the faith movement uh in in germany would turn out to be a detriment that eventually played into the hands of of hitler you know they wanted scripture only nothing else it sounds good until you see what they do and what their ideas are behind it and what they do once they step off the pulpit and, you know, here this one pastor uh, then was, you know, uh, preaching or acting um, in anti-Semitic, uh, anti-Semitic ways during the week. That doesn't work. We have to take a quick commercial break here on Freedom Forum Radio. More with Dr. Adi Christ right after this. You know, during during uh, the rise of Hitler and during the early days of, of of the Third Reich, obviously the German Church was manipulated by the Nazis, uh, and we all know that Dietrich Bonhoeffer he fought against the Church establishment. He was a moral person who recognized the fact that the morality of the German Church was being manipulated and corrupted for political gain, uh, for immoral gain uh, by the Nazi government. I would like you to discuss that, because this is really a very important point, is that the establishment was corrupted by the Nazis, uh, and it was a very few, uh, like Bonhoeffer, who lost his life in that fight, trying to maintain morality, uh, morality is something that is you. It, it's black and white. It's moral or it's not moral, and that's that's the battle uh, that happened in Germany because the church was manipulated into believing that morality was gray instead of black and white. Right, but that also started before um, Bonhoeffer because they, uh, the ch- the church was made a state church. And when the Americans, especially the American Baptists, uh, talk about the separation of church and state, they, and I've 
you know, maintained this for a long time, they really have no idea what that means because uh, it became where the uh, um, church became politicized. But they uh, got to the point where their part was to um, appoint the people in government. And uh, that was the role of their part, and then the you know the church congregation had another, but it was um, it was politicized, and um, it was called you know the German Evangelical Church, and they uh, said it's the gospel, you know they well it's the gospel of Jesus Christ, and but at the same time then you know the church is, needs is for her mission, uh, well, they said that the mission by of the church was hampered by just sticking to the message of the Reformation. So then they, you know, uh, they made it um, a double whammy, so to speak, because uh, the, the church's role was seen, was determined, was set in law, that they appoint the pastors, and they set the rules. And that said, uh, they uh, uh, opened the door for people like uh, Ludwig Müller to come in, who eventually was elected the Reichsbishop, and he ha- and he um, he has uh, he um, combined the Evangelical Church of Germany into the uh, uh, brown shirts of Hitler's, and so that opened them up then to um, you know p- uh, political indoctrination and, and so on. And that was the forerunner of, uh, you know, what Bonhoeffer then had to deal with, and Niemöller, and, and Karl Barth, and so on, you know. And they were not big in number, but they did their best to awaken, you know, the churches to what was going on, and uh, paid with their lives, you know, for it. Um, you know, Bonhoeffer was, um, you know, killed three weeks before Hitler you know, committed suicide. And then Niemöller was, even though there was a worldwide effort to get him out, you know, he was killed in a concentration camp. So, um, you know, but then there are uh, other pastors that highly endorsed Hitler and, and what the group was doing and seeing that that was the only way that the church could, you know, survive. And, uh, um, you know, but then Hitler just had a way of, Doing things, and, and another thing that we hear a lot in, in uh, today's news is circumventing, you know. And Hitler had this skill, and he circumvented the Weimar Constitution. So it's, uh, you know, when you read history and become familiar with it, all of a sudden the words that you see in today's newspapers, you know, you see, well, I've, I've seen that before, you know, where did that come from? And then you look, and that is, you know, was used in times past. It is just being you know, repeated, and uh, that uh, the church eventually became known as the Reich Ministry, or the Reich Church, uh, R-E-I-C-H, from Third Reich, and they had a ministry of church affairs, and uh, so they just then controlled the churches, and that is what, you know, Bonhoeffer and, and Niemöller and, and, you know, before that Barth talked about, but people didn't want to listen. They didn't want to hear that, and... Uh, uh, they were then, you know, be either betrayed or, you know, um, put made silent by the by the government. And I see that, you know, I have been here for a long time, and I have told people, I said, if you don't watch out and and listen to this double talk, the same thing is going to happen here. 
just because it's not happened overnight doesn't mean it's not, you know, on its way. And some of these things about that we talk about with Hitler, some of them it had started before him, and it was 50 years before it came to the point where all of a sudden there it was, and, and the controls were there, and the fear was there, and so on. And people, because it was so slow in coming, did not recognize it and put, didn't put a wall up. And uh, the ones that did were ostracized. Even the people that uh, were part of uh, helping the Jews, you know, some of them, they, they weren't big in, in numbers, but they did what they could, and uh, they were, aren't written up in books and so on, because to them it was just something that you did. You know, some of them said, we don't need our name and pages. You know, we just um, need to, you know, we just did what was expected of us. And it's, um, you know, and that had several different, you know, pockets, uh, whether it's in Germany or whether it's in Holland, and uh, where my dad helped, uh, you know, feed some Dutch people when he was pulled in and they were stationed there. And then when you read, you know, some things, there are a group of Christians uh, there, and that was their thing. You know, they didn't want any benefit or so for the thousands or any mention or fame for any for the thousands of Jews that they helped it was just you know part of what they did and um, my dad was there in the 40s and that is also the time that uh, the Ten Boom family was you know very active in the things that they did and in fact my dad sent a doll home from Holland for me and uh she probably was like 24 inches tall, and her name was Corey. And she and I didn't make for years, didn't make any connection. She was just a doll. Eventually, when I came to the States and we lived in Fort Bragg, I gave the doll, because I just had boys, I gave the doll to the daughter of a chaplain in the Army who had sold everything, and his family had sold everything to be missionaries in Israel. And uh, that was in the 60s, so that was a uh, you know big deal then. But I didn't realize that the name that uh, she had been given really goes back to Corey Ten Boom, because it's spelled the same way, and it's you know different areas. So the Ten Boom family had a huge impact in the area where they lived, and then he was you know killed for his beliefs. He was given the choice to either you know uh, promise never to speak up again. Or you know, uh, be killed, and um, he died in captivity. I think ten days after this happened, and he said, "I'm I'm not going to do that." So there were pockets all over, but they just couldn't, and they did what they could. But with the impact and the, and the uh, huge efforts by Nazi and every, by by Hitler and all he did through his Nazi uh, party and so on, just could not you know be could not be overcome. But the Christian church, and I can't think of right now who uh, said, but they said they, uh, uh, the Christian church really bears more response or greater responsibility before God than the National Socialists, the SS, or the Gestapo. You know, so, um, oh, that was Niemöller that said that. So... Um, they just, you know, even now they just don't want to be bothered. A lot, uh, a lot of the pastors, not all of them in churches, they don't even warn their congregations that something is coming up. They don't warn their people that they, the only person 
the only one that they can count on is God because he's incapable of lying. I mean, of, yeah, he's incapable of lying. Everybody else around them makes takes the um, information and they make it suit their purposes. And so they don't care if they have to lie as long as they get you to listen to them. And so we that is who we need to rely on. That is really what the churches should be telling, you know, teaching their congregations rather than the psychological, you know, gospel or message. And that goes back to Bible times. I think it's in um, Jeremiah where God addresses the shepherds, meaning his pastors, and says, you're an you know, evil bunch of people paraphrasing now, you know, even a bunch of people, you're not warning your people that, you know, danger is coming, you're not protecting them in the evening, you know, you go out and you get drunk, and then the next morning you tell your comrades, you know, hey, that was fun, let's do it again, and God says, you're worse than my words of the mafia, you know, you, you just, you're just terrible. That concludes this episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Tune in next week for more with Dr. Adi Chris.